Prophecy's basement to your ears. This is the weekly meeting of the Queen City Improvement Bureau on 91.3 FM CJTR. Tonight we have bicyclists in the meeting and we have innovative revenue tools and all the other stuff that you love to hear so much every Thursday evening. This meeting is now in session. All right. Okay. Um, yeah, so the meeting is now called to order. Called to order, okay. I'll uh, vote for that. Do you second? Sure, I'll second. And do we have quorum? No, not even close. No, okay, no quorum today. You know, I'll be completely honest with you. I don't even know what the word quorum means. <laughs> well, we we got to have it. We I do? Th- I, think it's like a, I think it's like a small vase or something. Okay, yeah, yeah, we definitely don't have that. Okay, we should get one in. Yeah. And then we could all, like, then these things, would, these meetings would actually have carry a bit of weight yeah. with a nice little quorum in the corner. Yeah. Oh, that sounds great. Yeah, we could put, like, a potted plant in it. Oh, perfect. Yeah. Like daffodils. Yeah. Yeah, I think the Canadian Cancer Society always uh, run, you know, that's coming up. Anyway, uh, let's uh, let's take attendance. Okay, please. Uh, let's see, we have, um, uh, we've got uh, Fenu Deagle. Fenu Deacle. I think he's Irish. Irish? Fenu Deacle. Yeah. It sounds actually like an herb. Are you sure it's not like an herb? Were you, you, were you like jotting down stuff you needed to get at the grocery store? Uh, no, I, 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 don't, I don't cook with Fenu Deacle. Never? Whatever that is. And you know what? I'm, I'm, you know, I, I I'm bet a, you would I'm make a, a spicy, spicy dish. I think it would. I, you know, I'm a little embarrassed here because now that I look closely, um, I've actually just messed up the letters of uh, somebody else. It should be Paul Deschenes. Um, oh, that's, that's me, and I am totally here. Oh, good. Okay, yeah. that's one, two. Okay, and Dion Anagram. Dion Anagram. Yeah, isn't that great? Is Dion, is Dion here? No. Oh. No, he's probably out uh, doing anagrams somewhere. It could be. I think he yeah, I think he also sells weed in the parking lot. Yeah, that yeah. would be the guy. Okay. Yeah. Um, but although, well, now that I look at this more closely, I realize it might be... it. You know, this is ironic. Dion Anagram might be an anagram. No. Yeah. For whom? A- Aiden Morgan? That's you. Oh, cool. It is awesome that your name is an anagram for anagram. I know. You know, I should have I should have noticed that as soon as I started, like, calling out for Dion. Probably. I was like, yeah, I think I missed a trick there. Yeah. So maybe, maybe I've been smoking too much of Dion's weed, if he existed. Oh, man. All right. Anyway, so what's on our agenda today? Uh, well, we have um, we have some guests in studio, or, well, in the basement, the sub basement of, of the city hall. I think that was the first drug humor, by the way, that we've ever done in a meeting during, during our meetings. Yeah, let's not yeah. include that in the minutes. Okay, yes, I don't we'll think they'd that. appreciate that. No, no, they would not. Yeah. So, so well, we should also note that there is there's like a troglodyte party going on. In the sub-basement tonight. Oh, nice. So, yeah. If, if we can uh, join later. I hope so. I hope <laughs> so, because troglodytes party. Um, but, yeah, so if anybody <laughs> hears, like, strange noises in the background, it's not us. It's the troglodytes. It's maybe a few Morlocks in there or something. Morlocks and troglodytes. And yes. All right. And, uh, but our guests are neither troglodytes. <laughs> or Morlocks. <laughs> or Morlocks. <laughs> we have Sarah Maria Dobies and Brandon Wright from Bike Regina. Mm-hmm. 
present. Yes, so, we're, we're both here. Awesome. So, so we, uh, we didn't mess up your names? Those aren't anagrams? <laughs> no, that's 100% correct. Good wow. job. Yeah. Thanks. Usually, usually I kind of I kind of get into the anagrams accidentally. No. So I think it's the fumes here. I kinda, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you might have mixed up the letters, but put them at the exact right spots. I could have done that, yeah. actually. Yeah. Statistically, that's, that's bound to happen once or twice. Yeah, right? <laughs> exactly. Eventually. It's yeah. going to come around. Or maybe it already has. We yeah. don't know. Maybe you yeah. are actually Dion Anagram. <laughs> maybe I <laughs> And I've been just anagramming my name all these years. Yeah, and your parents, too. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways. Uh, you guys are here from Bike Regina to talk about biking again. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because we had Sarah down here before to talk about cycling in the winter and just cycling in general. Yeah, and infrastructure. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's awesome to have you back. Mm-hmm. But uh, last time we've, we we didn't give you one of our true false quizzes to determine your your you know how fit you are to be an improvement vector. That's that's right. You didn't you didn't so, test me out. No, so yeah. I think it's time that we actually do test you guys for this. Well, actually, um, we've been listening to the show and realized that that might be the case, but we decided that we we're going to bring a quiz for you tonight. Oh. Oh, yes. that's hotel. You're yeah. most unexpected. <laughs> well, we have what we like to call a cool cyclist or bylaw breaker quiz for the both of you. That's what we we do quizzes. <laughs> we're very good at quizzes. Okay. Yeah, well, this is actually, if we don't do quizzes, I, I don't know if we can keep our jobs. <laughs> so mm-hmm. let's hope nobody's listening. Yeah, because so. everything has to, we need metrics. We need metrics yes. and mm-hmm. me- ways to measure our performance. So Precisely. a quiz would be perfect. Okay. Mm-hmm. Unless this is a measure of engagement. Oh, I think I think we're I think this is proof of our like ability to engage the public. Absolutely. All right, bring it on. Sure. Yeah. Well, it is okay. standardized, so oh, that okay. w- that will help. Ideal. Cool. So you've you've administered this to all sorts of other uh, civil servants to test their fitness for the service. Oh, Many. Many. Yes. yes. Yeah. So civil Okay. So how is yes. it going to work? So you said okay. it's a. A what and a what? It is a cool cyclist or bylaw breaker quiz. So essentially how it works is Brandon and I will describe a situation to you involving a bike, of course, or a cyclist, generally a cyclist, and you get to decide. You'll ring in, and we have special tools for you to ring in, but you ring in and you get to say, is this situation involve, does it involve a cool cyclist or a bylaw breaker? So basically it's going to be like a scenario yeah. Like a, a case study. Yes, precisely. And then we identify whether the person is doing doing right or not. Okay, so, okay. Right. so, yes. so just in case that was an elaborate question, I'm going to answer cool cyclist. <laughs> <laughs> just in case. Well, we hadn't actually attributed any points, so you get it, but you don't get any points. Please tell me I'm competing against Aiden. Yes, you are. Yes, in oh, fact. Yeah? Yes. Okay, so how do I how okay. do I indicate that I have an answer which I will always have? Okay, so <laughs> you um, you'll actually use the horn, which I'll let you. Okay. So this is on your actual bike, which you actually brought down the six flights of stairs into the sub-basement. <laughs> yes, Smackos the Magnificent is just right behind you. Okay, there. that's the bike. Okay, that's, okay. that's my... That's that that was I have very audible. Yeah? Mm-hmm. yeah? Yeah. And then, Aiden, I think you actually have a bike bell that you get to ring in on. Uh, let me... Uh... Oops. Just a Wait gentle a flick there, Aiden. So you need to hold the base... And uh-huh. pull and release. Don't hold the bell. Uh, you're definitely not scoring a cool cyclist <laughs> point here. In. Yeah. Oh, there we have Excellent. it. Yes. One more practice ring, maybe? There we go. Perfect. Perfect. So when you think you know the answer, ring or honk in. Okay. And okay. then we'll let you guess. This is awesome. Nice. Okay. So I'm going to read the first question. Ready? Yep. All right. All right. 
We should probably tell them the <laughs> point level first. Yes, the first oh. question. This is worth two cruiser bicycles, both with white wall tires. Ooh. Nice. I want both. Very fashionable these times. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. So you bought a new-to-you second-hand bike and haven't had time to head down to City Hall to change the previous owner's registration to your name. You take it for a spin without having your bike license affixed to the down tube. Are you a cool cyclist or a bylaw breaker? Oh, that was tight. That was tight, but we're going to have to give Paul the right of way. Yes, because he's, he's, he's on the right. Oh, on the right. He's, he's on my left. Oh, you're right. Try it, but I guess it's I guess it's Aiden. I guess Yay! it is Aiden. You're right. On uh, you know we've been given two options here. I think, but I think there's something. I I think this is a trick question. So I think you're a cool bylaw breaker. Ooh, <laughs> interesting. I'm I'm beating this quiz at its own game. <laughs> this is how you outthink this sort of. Well, thing. actually, you're not a bylaw breaker at all. Oh, so what? wait, do I only get one cruiser then? Uh, you get zero, and the answer oh. is that you are a cool cyclist. Because the bicycle license bylaw was repealed in 2015. Mm-hmm. 2015. Wow. Yeah. So we had to have a bicycle license up until last year, is what you're saying. This is news to me, too. And now but it's just a free-for-all. Well, it's it's essentially the, the bike licenses were to help you retrieve your bike. It didn't by any way judge whether or not you were fit to ride a bike. Oh, um, right. But you could have, in the past, have your bike confiscated or impounded if you didn't have a license. And that was also repealed. You no longer can have your bike wait, impounded. Wait, wait, wait. Wow. If the license is to help you get your bike back and they impound your <laughs> bike for not having a license, you can never get your bike back. <laughs> that is correct, yes. Yeah. yeah. Do you know how much money the city makes from reselling bikes? Do not question so uh, how did this happen? How did in 2015 did the uh, the licenses get repealed? Well, it actually it was an administrative measure by the city. They, it was complicated for them to um, manage the program, it, and then they had had um, North Central Community Association managing the program, but it was it wasn't money making for them. So for administrative reasons, they said, well, we're going to repeal the bike. License bylaw, and we Bike Regina really supported that because we feel that forcing someone to have a license that they have to pay for in order to ride their bike was sort of an, a financial obstacle for people who might be riding for financial reasons, anyways. So, and also it would limit the number of cyclists, which makes cycling less safe. So, right. definitely we supported the repeal. I, I don't suppose you know. Do you, do you like? Did anybody actually have a bicycle license in the city? Oh yeah, lots of people do. And if you look around and see vintage bikes in the city, you'll have they'll have licenses. Yeah, I um, none of my bicycles, six of them, were licensed. Just cause uh, let me just check this bike behind me here. <laughs> Yeah. I see no license. There on. is no license. And it looks no, like no. it might have been purchased before 2015. It probably it it was <laughs> purchased <laughs> in 2011. Let's yeah. retroactively impound it. <laughs> <laughs> well, I need some way to get home. <laughs> <laughs> well, technically, you can no longer impound a bike for any reason because that bylaw was accidentally repealed at the same time. Oh, can you explain that, please? Sure. Yeah, unless, uh, does that, is there a question about that? or No, there oh, Okay, well then, yeah, no, please, tell. Sure. Well, actually, when we went to the council to, to support the repeal of the bike license bylaw, we, in our presentation, we said, and of course you'll want to repeal 84.2 subsection B, uh, because that is impounding a bicycle for having no bike license. 
And the counselors were like, of course, yes, we know that. And then when they got to their discussion, they made the motion to um, repeal all of subsection 84, which was about impounding a bicycle for any reason. Hmm. And at first I was like, oh, no. But then it was like, "Mm, that's okay, because for no reason now can your bike be impounded. And there used to be a ton of reasons which your bike could be impounded for. Wait a minute, they could just come up to you and say, we're going to impound your bike for no reason. (laughs) 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 You'd probably have a case against that one. Maybe. Well, you know, city city legalities, it's a little crazy. Uh All right, I'm ready for another question. Okay. Because I could have gotten that last one. I would have, I would have had two cruisers right now. Damn. Okay. Actually, I don't know that I could. So have your bell fingers ready, I guess. I'm ready. This one is worth uh, six Kona mo- mountain bikes. Okay. Oh. With no disc brakes, though. Okay. <laughs> so, uh, question is: Your commute involves biking up much of Albert Street. At rush hour, you're feeling kind of antsy with the amount of traffic and also the speed at which it's traveling. You decide that the sidewalk is wide enough for you and a couple walkers, so you ride through downtown on the sidewalk. Are you a cool cyclist? Or <laughs> There we go. Go ahead, Paul. What's your answer? So cool. Such a cool cyclist. Oh, sidewalk riding is the best. It is. It really is. You put you put Ray Bans on, yeah. and you ride on this, and just man, totally cool. I like to I like to just like pull my hat down really low so that I can't really see anything, and just like keep my head like right down, and just um, a water gun keeps the people yeah. out of the way. Yeah, good. Yeah, maybe you want to read or something. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah, <laughs> stunting, well, stunting on the sidewalk is fantastic. Good try. Uh, you've actually added a couple of you know bylaw breaking into your suggestions oh. or modifications no <laughs> but it you are in fact a bylaw breaker so you got that uh-huh. one wrong um the actual bylaw is bicycles that have a 40 centimeter centimeter diameter or less are allowed on the sidewalk so okay. so like you, kid bikes kid bikes yeah, yeah. Oh. so a bicycle's place is actually on the road um and in fact uh Regina's bylaws have no provision for where on the road a a road uh, cyclist should be. So lots of places they have the idea of riding as far right as possible or as far right that is safe, but that is just a courtesy in Regina if a cyclist is riding to the right. Um, The cyclist may take the entire lane whenever they think it's safer to do so. Right. In Regina. The only exception is if you're a cool cyclist, if you're riding, I guess, your small BMX or a Brompton foldable bicycle as an adult, mm. because those would have the right size diameter. And nice. a unicycle, because unicycles mm. annoy no one when they're <laughs> on the sidewalk. That's true. I think it might actually depend on the diameter, so okay. get, get your rulers out. <laughs> um, so uh, I want to go back to that point about uh, where you can ride on the road, yeah. because that's one that comes up an awful lot, that people mm-hmm. say to me that you have to ride as far over to the right as you can, even when you're in like a bike lane that you're supposed to be to the right of the bike lane. But you're just a vehicle in Regina, right? Mm-hmm. That's correct. Yeah. There's lots of places where the rule is ride to the right, but in nowhere in the local bylaws or in the Saskatchewan Traffic Act does it say that cyclists have to ride to the right. Right. So you can just take up a whole lane all to yourself. Yeah. You want to ride where you are being seen because that's where you're the most safest. Right. And I favor the right-hand side of the road um, kind of as a courtesy to passing motorists. So it just gives them more room Mm -hmm. to sneak by you if if they need to. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Can you just like weave like erratically? Just like kind of like, you know... 
Like, you, like you're being a sidewinder snake or something? You'd likely be, be fined $20. Oh, really? For totally, yes. totally worth it. <laughs> for riding recklessly or negligently. You know, I actually, I have a friend in Vancouver who, um, like, he would cycle a lot. And uh, he would he would have a problem with, like, aggressive drivers a lot who would be pulling up really close behind him. And he said his trick was to, um, like, wiggle his handlebars. Like, he didn't know what he was doing, that he was, yes. like, a really bad cyclist. Uh-huh. Yeah. And the cars would just, like, back way up. Yeah. Because they'd be afraid that he was going to, like, you know, fall off or something. Right. And the guy kind of looked like he was kind of <laughs> not very good at cycling anyways, or many things. And <laughs> so it was a very it was a very convincing act that he put on. So yeah. I highly recommend that as a strategy for getting through the city. Yeah. It's yeah. not a bad trick. In some yeah. provinces, they actually have a passing law, too, where you have to pass right. with a certain distance. I believe it's one meter. Yeah. In Nova feet, Scotia, yeah. Ontario, they're talking about mm-hmm. it. In Manitoba, mm-hmm. I haven't heard of it here. But, yeah, if you're being a little wobbly... Yeah, and they go to pass. They'll give you more room too. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. And here, like, one of the problems that you run into is, especially if you're trying to like move over to the right in a lane, often, uh, and it's like year round, there'll be like so much gravel. And yes. if you don't have like a really thick tire studded um, mountain bike, like that can be pretty treacherous. Like even you know in the middle of summer, trying to like drive over that thin gravel, it'll be there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's really nice to have like that whole lane and to sort of pull out a bit. Yeah. to where the cars have cleared off all the crap. Definitely. Mm-hmm. And if you're hugging the parking lane too, you're subject to the door service. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. yeah that's the and kind of door service you, you don't food, want. right? Uh, maybe when you're on the ground in pain, <laughs> they try to they throw a hot make dog it, at you or something. Yeah, make it good yeah. with a hot dog. Take that. That's right. Yeah. Take, that's right. <laughs> yeah. I actually learned the theory that the amount, of spi- sorry, the amount of space that you give yourself between yourself and the curb Cars or drivers automatically give you a similar amount to the other side, oh, just right. sort of based on visuals and and physics. Oh, for sure. Good. Yeah. So go. give yourself a little bit more room if you're feeling the like you have left on the left. I should remind us all that uh, we're listening to the Queen City Improvement Bureau on 91.3 FM, CJTR, Regina Community Radio. You know, the way you say that... It, Almost sounds like you're mandated by law or something to say that every 15 minutes. It's a nervous tick. Okay, yeah. <laughs> it's like your Tourette. It's the thing. Yeah, it's the thing I say when I'm nervous or alone. When I'm alone, it's I get really loud. Yeah. Yeah, it's nobody. Yeah. Okay. Well, let's do another question. Yes. Because I want to win this. <laughs> this question, question number three, is for one chariot. Ooh, hey, could you use one? Yeah, you got some cargo you need to haul around. Always. Always. Yep. Well, you might want to answer this one. Nice. <laughs> we got to move it to the dump. Yeah. From, from the basement here. And yeah. for the record, that last question, the Kona bikes, mm-hmm. did those then go to Aiden by default? Oh, well, n- I don't think so. I think nope. I'm giving zero points for a wrong answer. So far, zero is zero. It is so far, well, zero is zero. It is a tight it, it is on. Yeah. Yeah. Zero, zero. Good. Number three, just finished. You just finished a big bike race riding fast around the entire bike path, over and under all its bridge- bridges rushing to get to QCIB from the south end. You take the underpass on Broad from Sass Drive to Dudney. You ride on the sidewalk on the west side, then walk your bike across Dudney and again across Broad Street. Are you a cool cyclist or a bylaw breaker? Oh, God. I don't know. I, I'm going to say because that sounds really complicated. And I, and I actually don't remember what you started talking about. Bike cool. race. You were in a bike yeah. race. Bike race. Cool cyclist. I'm going to say you're a cool It was a mouthful. Cyclist. An earful, maybe, for you guys. Huh? Um, 
Should I summarize? Well, yeah, we'll give you another chance to get the point. Well, you know, oh, you're the calling it a cool cyclist. Yeah, uh, that's, I'm calling it cool well, cyclist time. That's the right answer. <laughs> ah. Oh. Yes, and the the key point there was that you took a section of sidewalk, mm-hmm. and that was from Sass Drive to Dudney uh, on the Broad underpass. Now, this very section of sidewalk is actually a designated bike lane according to city plans. Oh. So the cyclist dismount signs located there are on the bike path bridges um, just for liability coverage for the city. But uh, that is uh, a designated bike lane. So as you are considered a vehicle while upon your bike, you should be walking your bike across pedestrian crosswalks, though. So great work. Um, Good job, Aiden. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, no, I I believe actually I helped write that bylaw, so (laughs) just in case ever a quiz like this came around. So, yeah, the cyclist dismount signs that have popped up all over the city, I noticed that they don't actually have like a bylaw notice Mm -mm. on them anywhere, so they're they're, they're just... Purely for liability. Uh, We actually talked to an engineer. We thought that they were like anti-cyclists, but they're not. They're to protect the city. If somebody, if like a pedestrian pushes you and you fall over the bridge, it's because the bridge, <laughs> the bridge edge isn't high enough for the city to, oh, okay. uh, you know, it's not the legal height. So Gotcha. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So now the city can say, well, we put that sign there. Okay. Yeah. Nice. I think, I think we need to incorporate this into our improvements. Yeah. Just putting signs up everywhere. <laughs> Telling people to get off their bikes. Let's get or off their bikes. Why not, why not cyclists yeah. mount? Yes. Or pedestrian, or, yeah. Or, yeah, pedestrians, like, jump onto, like, passing bicycles. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we'll do that. Just, you know, if I go by and you need to get somewhere quick, you just jump on and say, I need to get to wherever. Yeah. I'd like you, to have... You'd actually be breaking another bylaw, sorry. Oh, man. Oh, man. Yeah. I'd like to have, like, signs that say, drivers, chill. Ah, I like that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So. Okay, how about another question? Sure yeah, thing. Okay. Awesome. Yeah, it's oh, a close race. Boring. So, Okay, so this one, careful for those of you that bike, uh, commute by bike, this is worth 63 pants clips. Oh, So wow. that's to avoid getting your pants in your chain. Right. Okay. I only own one pair of pants. So these, <laughs> these, these clips... You pair of pants <laughs> <and> clips. <laughs> that's a good idea. <laughs> these would protect those pants forever. Excellent. Okay, so... You've decided to hit happy hour with your workmates. After a handful of pints downtown, you realize that biking home straight might be kind of tricky. So you decide to lock your bike to a tree overnight and take the bus home. Are you a cool cyclist or a bylaw breaker? Oh. That was a, a fast horn by, by Paul. What's your answer? I'm going to say that you're a really cool bylaw breaker. What? Because go on, yes. Well, why? because you're you're not riding your bike home while you're drunk, which is pretty cool. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But locking your bike to a tree, I'm betting that's a total violation of something. You got all the nice. pants clips. Did I? Excellent. Nice. Sixty-three pants clips to Paul. Sixty-three. Um, yeah. So as you said, the in Regina, the the bylaw says that the ru- rules of the road shall prevail for cyclists, which means follow the Saskatchewan Traffic Act. So you shouldn't be drinking and biking. So good job on that. And then as you said, it is illegal to lock your bike to a tree. Mm. Um, the actual bylaw says uh, no person shall chain or otherwise secure a bicycle to a pole, tree, or other structure other than a bicycle stand provided for that f- 
purpose. So locking it to a tree is a big no-no. It is such a good thing that there are so many bicycle mm. racks arrayed about the city. Oh, then, yeah. And, and and yet, like the like the tree lobby, like is keeping big tree yeah. is keeping us keeping the bicyclists down. Yeah, yeah. that's what it is. I guess so. Yeah. Well, you yeah. know how if you like think about it, if you were a tree to have like a heavy metal lock wrapped around your throat, that would not be nice. It's not fair for the trees. Really? No. Yeah, that's true. But yeah, you can't like walk down a sidewalk without tripping over a bike rack every like four or five <laughs> steps. Oh, I know. It is. Uh, we we've got to cut down on the number of bike racks. Well, that well actually, be, yeah, it could be improved. I think yeah, actually, I, I agree. Well, the thing was that I I, I used to go out walking when yeah. when I knew how to get out of the basement, and I, I tripped over so many bike racks. I actually recommended that the city remove ninety percent of them. Oh. So they did. Okay. Oh, great. Took it. Yeah. Nice. So if you go out there now, you'll find like it's almost impossible to uh, you know. Park your bike. Mm-hmm. Oh, crap. You wrecked everything, Aiden. Yeah. A little bit. I guess this is what happened when I don't leave the basement. <laughs> <laughs> One thing that I like to say is that I bike because I'm lazy, um, because I don't want to walk from my parking spot to where I'm going. I <laughs> just want to lock up right exactly where I'm going. Um, so I could use some more officially provided bike laws, if you, uh, bike uh, racks, if you guys could do yeah. help us could. out with that. I wonder if there's exceptions for people who live in tree houses. <laughs> Maybe. Maybe. Yeah. Okay, how about another question? That was a question? silly question. That was a yes. very silly question. Yes. I liked it, though. Thank you. Any more questions? Yes, oh, we right have on. one more question. Perfect. We're currently tied. Mm-hmm. Um, this is question number five. For one orange folding bike. Oh, my oh, God. Wow. Who it's needs like an orange folding bike? It's like you merged our bikes together. <laughs> it, it is just like that. Yeah. Gene spliced them. They had <laughs> a baby. A mutant bike. Okay, sorry. This is weird. So, it's spring and you're in love. True. <laughs> nice. You and your sweetheart pedal around the city like a couple of lovebirds who have learned to ride bikes. Rather than throw furtive glances over your shoulders at one another, you decide to ride next to one another, making the occasional prudently timed kissy face. <laughs> Are you a cool cyclist or a bylaw breaker? Ow. There is time. no way you're I, cool I think anything. <laughs> there is no way. Too much PDA there for you, Paul? Yes. yes. <laughs> it's prudently yeah. timed. I, I, think, I think actually like riding next to each other might be the bylaw breaking part of this question. Oh, really? I thought, the, I thought the Mooney faces. I'm pretty sure there's a bylaw about that. Yeah, there should be. There should be. Yeah. Yeah. So? Okay. So, you get an saying, answer? I'm saying, I don't know. I'm going to say bylaw breaker. Okay. Then I guess I'm saying cool cyclist. It's cool cyclist. Hey! Yes! Very Why? nice. That's not that is, cool that is disgusting. It is really <laughs> disgusting. This <laughs> city is so messed up. It's lacks moral If they fiber. allow this behavior in public. <laughs> it might seem like a little too much for, for some bystanders. But riding two abreast is actually allowed. Really? Yes, only two abreast. More than two abreast is a $20 fine. You're not allowed to say abreast on the show. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the CRTC is listening. <laughs> so, yes, $20 fine for if you're riding three abreast. We'll say. Oh, okay. <laughs> Unless you're isn't just that, passing. If you're moving. That's not on total recall. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> If you're simply passing the lovebirds, so you must be riding faster than them as you're passing, then that's allowed 
uh, but you cannot ride three abreast for any period of time. Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. Yeah. Excellent. <laughs> okay. So I think I think we have a winner. Yeah. I actually think it's still a tie. It's still a tie. Oh. Yeah. yeah. Oh. It's still a tie. That orange fooling bike was worth the same as uh, the chariot. The chariot. Oh. And the pants clips are the pants practically. Clips. Worthless. Worthless. Thrown in. <laughs> 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 it twist ties, actually. Damn. Twist ties. Oh. So we're we're actually going to have to have the tiebreaker. If we have time, it could remain a tie. But if you want a um, tiebreaker. I think we can squeeze it in. Yeah, real quick. We'll squeeze it yeah. in. Okay, the then we'll read it fast. Yes. Um, this one, you're going to actually have to say how many, if any, bylaws are broken and maybe try and give a total of the fines. Okay. So here we go. You and your gal pal, Sharice are listening to CJTR to QCIV on CJTR in your Walkman while you're doubling her home from the coffee shop at 9 p.m. in April. You're just pedaling by the Prairie Dog office on Scar Street when your favorite 1970s hit comes on on the radio in your Walkmans. Sadly, you can't use strobe lighting as you forgot your head and tail lamps at home. Oh, of course. So... You're using your arms to dance appropriately to village people's YMCA will have to suffice. You quickly arrive at Sharice's house and you lay your bike down on the sidewalk in front and continue your dance party with appro- appropriate enthusiasm on her lawn. First, are you a bylaw breaker or cool cyclist? Oh, oh, big bylaw breaker. I think, I think there's some bylaw breakage happening. Finally, right. okay. that question was very relevant to my interests. <laughs> I was impressed. Okay, so you both think a bylaw breaker. Yeah. Would you want to get, a, get make an estimate of the fines you would pay? I'm going to say 300 bucks. Oh, damn. I was going to say about 340 bucks. Okay. Oh. No, you'd actually both be way over, so I think oh. we'll attribute no points. No points. No points wow. for that one. Dang it. You are a bylaw, bylaw breaker. You've broken six bylaws, four of which have $20 fines. Oh, and man. two of them, before 2015, you would have lost your bike. Now it's an impoundable fine, but impounding can't happen. Right. Unless they do it for no reason. Exactly. So no carrying a bastoner on your bicycle, reckless driving by listening to your Walkman. You cannot operate on a pedestrian mall, but there's no fine for that. You can't ride a bicycle with at least one hand firmly on the handlebars. You can't ride at night uh, without a light. And uh, you shall not leave your bicycle lying down on the sidewalk in hmm. a reclining position. Wow. No fine. That was no a lot of... That was, that, yeah, that was a whole lot of legal activity in one little... One, one little question. Story. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, well, I think that was, that was a lot of fun. I'm, I'm, I'm glad we didn't get to my quiz. Uh, <laughs> also, I, I think I'm pretty sure that Brandon is also, along with Sarah, an uh, improvement vector. Uh, now, sorry, you already have a certificate? I do. It's framed on my desk. Awesome. Yeah. But, Brandon, you get one as well. Very cool. There you go. Thank you. comes with its own manila envelope. That's not bad. And you guys get no prizes because um, we oh, did end damn. of the tie, but that's good because we didn't bring any prizes. Sorry. That's, that's okay. <laughs> just, All right. Your, your guys' company is our prize. Oh. Right on. Yeah. Thank you. Well, thanks for coming in. And if you want to stick around for the uh, second half of the meeting, that'd be great. But uh, we have to do an innovative revenue tool now. Uh, true. Although, if you're looking at our, our time, we might just... Let's just, just do it anyways. All right. Well, this is uh, every week we do innovative revenue tools in which we look at ways the city can get some extra revenue. And uh, this week, uh, thinking about organization P P3s, uh, Uber, skip the dishes, 
Let's face it, middlemen are in and dot-coms are all the rage. So at least here in Saskatchewan, where fossil fuel hopes are fossilizing faster than the dinosaurs, uh, it seems the way to make money today is to bury yourself in the cracks between existing businesses and their customer bases where you can slowly chew away and digest the contents of people's wallets. Tech pros call it disruption. Entrepreneurs maybe call it a viable business model. I call it termite revenue. So why not ride this wooden termite train to its cellulose end? Let's start charging people extra for bringing some city services to that last mile. Uh, I have a few examples. Uh, parking caddies. Uh, if you're tired of walking you know, all the way to the meter after you've parked your car, parking caddies will fetch your change, take it to the meter for you. Or they'll bring you a portable debit machine straight to your car window, just for a nominal fee, maybe 25 cents extra. And then you've got parking brokers. Don't have your change or your wallet after you've found the last open parking space for blocks. Parking brokers will fill the meter for you for highly reasonable interest charges. And uh, the third one is snow removal removers. Uh, the city's snow removal machines perform a valuable service during the coldest time of year. But I think it would be a shame, really, if something were to happen to them. Say, a highly trained squad were to remove them in the dead of night and leave the city to the mercy of the angry winter gods. Uh, so a modest surcharge from each household uh, would ensure that snow removal machines remain unremoved. And that's more extortion than uh, than sort of, you know, disruption, but I still think it would work. I think it would earn us so much revenue. I agree. I think, I think this is uh, one of our... Probably one of our best ones. And most innovative. And most innovative. And you know what? Dot com. Dot com. (laughs) If that doesn't work, we've got a few more here that we can try out. Perfect. Hi, I'm a typical nine-year-old girl, and you're listening to the Queen City Improvement Bureau on 91.3 CJTR, the giant community radio. And we're back. Nice. I'm glad we have typical nine-year-olds to uh, to have like usher us into like the last half of our meeting. Yeah, that was handy. Um, what is the last half? Oh, we've got outstanding improvements now. Yes, they are. They and they are indeed outstanding. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, and apparently Brandon left behind his Manila envelope, so I guess he's going to have to come back. Yeah, it gets it'll get recycled, and uh, if he doesn't come back soon, well, we'll have to requisition a new one. Mm-hmm. That can take six to eight weeks. Okay. Yeah. So great, in about a month and a half, we'll have Brandon back on for his manila envelope. Excellent. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> okay, uh, so outstanding improvements this week. Um, there was a council meeting. Another one? Yeah. Uh, they seem to have, like, at least one of these a friggin' month. Oh, my God. Like, are they, do they ever learn democracy doesn't work? Apparently not. All right. Apparently they just keep kicking that democracy can around town. And just even though it's broken irreparably. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, and this week, uh, there was lots of really, really important stuff. Like they, um, uh, I don't know if you heard about the, uh, P3 school up in the Northwest. I heard a little bit about that one. Uh, apparently it's going like really well. Uh, no, no. Oh. Um, apparently it was going really bad and it almost, the, the project almost fell through. Uh, the city had found like some land in a, in a neighborhood called, uh, Rosewood uh-huh. and that's where the school is going to be built. Rosewood said we can totally build the servicing to it. Right. And um, the city gave it to them, and then uh, Rosewood came earlier this month and said, (laughs) we're having trouble. We can't do it. Oh, so this is a bad thing. It is a very, very bad thing. I really misinterpreted this. Yeah, because the school is actually being built, 
and Rosewood's job was to put, you know, the sewer to the pool and the roads oh. to, to the pool to the school, <laughs> and it it was it was having some trouble. But they said on Monday that they have found a partner, Westgate uh, Westgate Construction, is mm. going to be working with them uh, to get all this infrastructure done and. Uh, uh, get it out to the school, and we find out tomorrow because they have to come through with a bond that they have to give to the city to prove that they can pull this off. We find out tomorrow, Friday, April 29. Uh-huh. Yeah, so that's when, so right now we don't know. Like they said they can right. do it. We find out tomorrow if they're actually going to pull the so, trigger on that. So let's hope that that bond thing doesn't go through. Um, no, we want it to go through. Right. Sorry, you know, this is this is confusing, I find, but okay. So we want the bond to go through mm-hmm. so they can, so Rosewood can assist in building this school. Absolutely. Okay. So, but since we don't really know the outcome, I thought we can talk about it in detail next meeting. Okay. When we'll we know the outcome. Absolutely. Yeah. So. Also, you know, that Watchler residence that we talked about with Heritage Regina, Regina several meetings ago? Uh-huh. And uh, they just found out that, you know, it's not going to get taken off the heritage holding bylaw and not get demolished. Right. Yeah, it's been taken off the heritage holding bylaw. It's going to get demolished. Oh. Yeah, but again, we can talk about that more next week. Because we have a really, really um, not that important but very, very interesting uh, event happened at council. I'm all for fascinating things that don't matter. Yes. This one is they're fixing... Subdivision bylaw number seven seven four eight. How much? Like how many months have we been telling them to fix that particular subdivision bylaw? I know. Yeah. I know that bylaw has been a thorn in our side. And they come down. And they're like, yeah, "Hey guys, we fixed seven seven four seven, and we're like, oh, wrong again." Yeah, four eight guys. <laughs> That's, yeah. Get your numbers straight. Yeah, and they never they never will. They've got to start paying more attention to us. I agree. So what happened? is uh, there was a severance application for a house on 4429 Acadia Drive. And a severance application, in short, is that they wanted to split the lot that this house is on into two lots. Wouldn't that split the house? Well, it would, but then the house would fall down, which is exactly what the owner wants to do. The house apparently is, it's not like really old, but his mother's been living in for a long time. It's in a state of disrepair. He doesn't like his mother, and he wants the house to fall down around her. You know, I really don't think we can say that. Okay. Okay. Um, That didn't come up at the council meeting. Uh, (laughs) No, I don't think that's what happened. Uh, He's now come into possession of the house. Uh, He says that it can't really be fixed. It's not a heritage property by any stretch. So the plan is to tear it down, split the lot into two lots, and put up a snout house on each of the new lots. A snout house? Yeah. So that's like a house that has like a big honking garage that sticks out the front. Uh, I'm just going to sit with the word snout house for a while. Okay. Okay, let's let's move on. It's a good okay. word. It is. Um, uh, so the, the problem, though, is that the area that this lot is in is zoned R1, mm. and that means like residential single detached. And an R1 lot has to be 10.5 meters wide. So that's called its frontage. It has to be 10.5 meters wide. And if you take this lot and you split it into, it will be 10.36 meters wide. Uh-oh. And we cannot have that. Obviously. Because that's 14 centimeters. Too short for the minimum frontage for that zone. They can't build out some more frontage somehow? No. No. Huh. No. So what happens is, because it's 14 centimeters too small, five and a half inches, um, the application has to be denied, according to the bylaw. 
subdivision bylaw right. number 7748. And isn't this what we've been talking about? Right. All, like, for months now? Exactly. Yeah. And this made council incredibly sad because they loved these snout houses, and they thought it would do a really, it would it would intensify the neighborhood, add, like, more homes into the block. Right. Everybody's, everybody's happy about it. Every single councillor thought this was an awesome idea. And I can actually play some of Councillor Young talking about how much she liked this. Mm, let's hear it. This evening I would, but bylaw number... Thank you, Mr. Fredrickson, for um, coming forward this evening. And that's your your homes that you're planning are an excellent addition to the Ward 1 neighborhood. And if I had any way of voting for it this evening, I would. But bylaw number 7748 means that council cannot vote for it. Okay, sorry about that little technical glitch there. I had to play the thing twice. But, yeah, so that's Councillor Young saying how much she loves it. But bylaw 7748 says that not only does administration have to reject this severance application to split the lot into two, but when it then has to be sent to council, and council has to vote to deny this severance application. Man, all because some guy just doesn't like his mother enough that he wants to, like, collapse the house. Around. Again, I don't think we can say that. Sorry. I'm just curious as to, like, what's going on between those two that has like, made everything come to this pass. Yeah. Actually, so it's Section uh, 6.8 of that bylaw, and it says that, oh, I'm not going to read it out, but it just basically <laughs> says, because it's really dull, more than more dull than the usual stuff I cover here. Uh, it just basically says that the, the application gets denied, it has to go to council, and council has to announce the... Um, the 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 rejection of the application and so, they have no choice in this. So they're just the the executioners in this case. Exactly, right. and their hands are tied, Aiden. Uh, they want wow. to appro- approve it, but the bylaw says they have to deny over a mere 14 centimeters. So what are they to do? What to do? Well, let's uh, Councillor Hawkins weigh in on this. I just want to nail down one fact: uh, the lot size is 34 feet in width. Uh, you would be your five inches short, 14 centimeters short on the width. Have you had any objection from anyone on this matter? None that uh, has arisen. And uh, would you argue that this is essentially a technical matter? Yes, I would suggest that it is. Thank you very much. I think I may be able to help Councillor Young out with her problem later on. Thank you. Okay, so Councillor Hawkins can help Councillor Young out with her problem of wanting to uh, approve this, but can't. Wow. How? What? What does Councillor Hawkins have on his mind? Um, Is he planning to refer this back to administration and ask them to review the bylaw? Do you think maybe he's going to, like, suggest um, they rezone the lot to something that doesn't have a 10.5-meter frontage? Well, that would make sense. Yeah. Yeah. What about magic? Magic, sure. Or they could, what, you know what else they could do? They could just go out and measure the lot over and over and over again until they get the measurement they want. Hey, that would work. It would. Yeah. Yeah. But that's not what Councillor Hawkins did. Oh, let's hear it. Let's right. find out. And I have a question for the uh, city solicitor with respect to the minimum requirements in the zoning or bylaw. Uh, the Charter of Rights and Freedoms protects freedom of expression and is particularly diligent in protecting freedom of expression of elected officials and deliberative bodies. Um, we're here told by this bylaw that we shall deny approval. In other words, we're told we cannot as elected officials express ourselves freely 
to approve this. Would you agree with me, uh, Mr. Counselor, that there is a Charter of Rights argument which suggests that this bylaw may be unconstitutional? And there is a very long pause. Um, I'm not surprised. So, Counselor Hawkins went with constitutional challenge. Ba ba. Well, it, this reminds me actually of the time I uh, I was charged with robbing a gas station, which I had, uh, and I just said, look, I, I I had to express myself by robbing a gas station. Yeah, and just because the law says that you're not allowed to do that, it's exactly. violating your freedom of speech. Yeah. Yeah. But apparently uh, they didn't they didn't buy that. So I'm worried that perhaps uh, Councillor Hawkins might not be able to get the effect he's looking for. Well, you know what? I bet the people who are listening to the Queen City Improvement Bureau on 91.3 CJTR Regina Communities Radio. Did I say that even close to right? And no, I didn't. Well, you, no, you were 80 percent of the way there. OK, 85%. good. I garbled it, though. Um, the solicitor had to respond. The city solicitor yes, had to respond. I'm, to I'm, I'm really I, I'm really curious about this. Well, this is what he had to say. Mr. Weary, would you want to take that on? Your Worship, it's unusual to uh, have charter uh, discussions in the context of planning matters at City Council, so this may be a first, uh, but uh, I'm not sure I could opine on, on the merits of, of what uh, Councillor Hawkins is, is suggesting tonight. Um, I don't think that... I think where, where the councillor is going is in the context of uh, tying uh, council's hands in terms of exercising discretion uh, in matters that, uh, that come before it. So uh, although it's not uncommon for bylaws to structure the way that, that, that matters are decided, um, so I, I, I'm not sure that uh, I, that's a complete answer to the charter question. That's uh, charter analysis would require uh, as the councillor knows, uh, uh, going through a several-step analysis, we certainly uh, could review that. There, are, there is another uh, aspect to this uh, particular application that, that comes in the context of specific wording in the Planning and Development Act that, uh, that might be more, might be more uh, pertinent to, to the issue at hand. But uh, uh, certainly if, uh, if council wishes us to, to go back and review and report back on, on the the charter analysis, we certainly can do that. Uh, thank you very much, Your Worship. If I just might make several comments on this. Mm -hmm. uh, first of all, I agree with Councillor Young that this is an excellent proposal, that there's really no reason to hold it up, and that uh, it'll be a benefit for all concerned. Um, I must say it's odd, very odd, to see a bylaw that requires something to come to Council and then orders Council to devote to deny the, uh, deny the application which sent to Council seems to put it simply like a waste of time for everyone. So I believe this, this bylaw is unconstitutional. I believe that it infringes on councillors' freedom of expression. I believe that there is no demonstrable justification for uh, such a provision. On that basis, uh, because I believe the bylaw is uh, not binding on us, I plan to support uh, Mr. Fredrickson's proposal, and I would ask that... Uh, uh, that uh, uh, we that that the the city solicitor ultimately look at this, so we're not caught in this situation again. I'd be very interested in his more detailed opinion on this. That said, I plan to support uh, Mr. Fredrickson's proposal, and I hope Mr. Councillor Young will feel free now to exercise her discretion. Thank you very much. <laughs> Thank you, Councillor. I'm, I'm glad you're looking after other members of council. That that's good. So that was uh, the mayor there at the end. Uh, 
may I express myself, Paul? <laughs> Please do, Aiden. Uh, I think Constable Hawkins is actually kind of a genius. I, yeah. I, I think being able to like look at something and simply like in council and be able to sort of by sort of fiat just sort of like drive it away by by rhetoric is is amazing. Oh, I'm, and, I'm with you 100. And, and, and I wish I wish I had been there. Yeah, um, I am willing to follow this crazy man down whatever crazy, crazy road of, of law he wants to take us. I want to move into his ward so I can vote for him for yeah. the next council election. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, no, this was fantastic. That on uh, Councillor Hawkins' say-so, this, this bylaw is unconstitutional, so we can just ignore it. Did it, did it go through? Well, no. Oh. Um, actually, it turns out that uh, you can't do that because the bylaw is there, and if you want to ignore a bylaw, there's a few more steps than just uh, claiming it's unconstitutional in the middle of a council meeting. Right. Yeah, I, I, I mean, that's, that's the long way around. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think one of the things that council found was that they agreed with the notion, though, that this, um, this bylaw's requirement that they just have to rubber stamp a denial during a council meeting is kind of a waste of their time. I was thinking about it, though, and um, I can see there's, there's like a, there is a bit of logic to it in that you don't always want administration to be making decisions behind closed doors and denying development applications without it ever coming out into, you know, the light of day. Right. And, you know, under some scrutiny uh, from the gallery and from, like, you know, the media. Mm -hmm. And so what happens is this this application came forward. It was denied by administration. It was officially denied by council. And what can happen now is that the... Um, the applicant, the person who owns the Acadia Drive house, can now take it to the Development Appeals Board. And the Development Appeals Board, everybody can do this. If they get an application denied, they can go there, they can present their case. And usually if it's over something small, like, say, 14 centimeters, um, the Development Appeals Board will just overturn what council said, and they will say that for this lot, 10.36 meters is a sufficient frontage. Right. And it's an extra little step, but it, you know... In this case, it's 14 centimeters, but it could be, you know, it could be 30 centimeters next time, or it could be, you know, 10 meters too short. Yeah, and it's just like a little narrow half meter long <laughs> piece of property <laughs> that they want to put a house on. That's right. Yeah. A very, a very narrow snowed house. Exactly. Like, a, like maybe a, like a proboscis house. Yeah. You could like put two bikes into the, the garage abreast. Exactly. And that would be it. We really can't say that word. Yeah. Here. I'm sorry. But I, I, I should I should mention as well. Um, while while you were talking, uh, I got a letter of support here oh, yeah? for Councillor Hawkins. Uh, this is from Hank Vadock. Oh, Hank, Ch excellent. Ch chairman of the uh, Regina Councillors for Free Expression Committee. Okay. Uh, looking looking out for the uh, it says here for the for the rights of councillors to express themselves everywhere, and in that respect, uh, he would like to express his support for Councillor Hawkins to be able to uh, decide laws. Uh, by fiat in council, uh, and if you refer to Appendix B, which uh, which is quite long, it's about 30 pages. Yeah, there's there's a lot of precedent for that. Oh. So uh, um, I can't wait to read that. It's like what, and he says goes on to say what? No, you can't escort me out. I have the floor. Uh, I'll be back. <laughs> so Hank Vadock <laughs> apparently uh, did not go so well, but he will be back. Oh well, you know at least we got his uh, his. De uh, delegation and his appendices. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Well, let's uh, just uh, to put a capper on this. Let's listen to what Mayor Fougere had to say during his few seconds at the oh, podium. Yes. Thank you, Mr. Deputy Mayor. Uh, all very instructive uh, discussion, and, and I agree with the direction that we're going. But 
I just want to remind members uh, that that while they, I think we will probably all support the um, the development itself, we have to vote no today. We have to we have to deny it in order for the process to go forward. Even though we may find that it's either unconstitutional or problematic or counterintuitive, in order for us under the existing rules that we have not changed and cannot change, we must vote in favor of denial to start the process of the review uh, for the um, for the uh, appeal board to look at this. Um, I, I would urge the administration to move forward with a, uh, expeditiously as possible uh, for the hearing, uh, notwithstanding the, the comments made by uh, uh, by the administration about um, timing and, and uh, those who can come in and, and lodge an uh, objection to it. Uh, this is uh, truly, truly an anomaly, truly a, uh, uh, in this case, a, an awkward and, and unnecessary step. Uh, no one ever know five inches from here or there, no matter what, so it is a technical issue. But I just want to remind when those who say, I'm going to support the development, if you vote against the recommendation, we cause another problem for the developer that, in fact, we'll have to go through it again. So there you go. Um, yeah, it's, I don't know what you want to call it. Is that uh, a lack of vision that he wasn't willing to uh, follow Councillor Hawkins down the uh, the constitutional challenge road? We could have made new law on we Monday. Could have. Yeah. Or, you know, is it practical that, you know, he's actually, like, kickstarting the process so that this person could actually get their severance finally? Finally. Yeah. Um, oh, and just uh, another thing. I looked into uh, the notion of rezoning a lot and to turn it into, say, R1A, which would have a frontage of 7.5 meters. And apparently this whole process of making an application, getting it denied, and then going to the review board to get the denial overturned takes less time than rezoning a lot mm. so that you can uh, do whatever you want with it. So I also urge that man and his mother to uh, mend their relationship. If, I if do that's too. if that's the case, yeah. I think they should like make up and and uh, and and sort of move forward. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Um, I think that's it for the agenda for this week's meeting of the Queen City Improvement Bureau. Okay. Anything uh, Anything else we should mention before we uh, before we call it? Well, you know, we're into the waning days of the CJTR 2016 Look and Listen Lottery. Mm-hmm. So that's choose true. your own vacation grand prize you choose one vacation from four and they are cleveland ohio nashville tennessee new orleans louisiana or las vegas nevada seven days accommodations and activities uh and for two it's fantastic it is yeah and second prize is pretty awesome too it's a thousand dollar travel voucher from carlson wagonley rickert travel and third prize is two weekend passes to regina's folk festival this year right and the tickets are only 20 bucks a piece. Draw date is May 13th, so you're like two weeks away now. And you can purchase tickets by contacting CJTR uh, at 306-525-7274 or, you know, tweet at us. And I've got tickets to sell. You don't, but I do. No, I've, I've sold all my tickets because uh, you have friends. I'm enterprising. <laughs> <laughs> also got friends. All right. I think we should call uh, this meeting. I think it's, it's done. Okay, I, uh, I second that. Thank you all very much for listening to the Queen City Improvement Bureau on 93, uh, 91.3 FM CJTR, Regina Community Radio. Thanks to Brandon Wright and Sarah Maria DeBeast from Bike Regina for quizzing us on bylaws. Thanks also, of course, to Ryan Hill, a.k.a. Guidewire, for our fantastic theme music. Uh, you can find us on Facebook.com at our page, Queen City Improvement Bureau, or on Twitter at Queen City IB. Also, you can find our podcast on QueenCityIB.com 
or go straight to the source, cjtr.ca slash podcasts. Thank you very much. Uh, coming up next, I do believe we have uh, oh, Nerdcore Cabaret. Yes. And then, and then we have uh, Electric Electric and then the cockpit. It has been a long week here at the QCIB. Keep on improving.